Welcome to The Day Before, a fictionalized audio series influenced by real people during a complex time in modern American life, the 24 hours before LA's COVID-19 stay-at-home order took effect. Have you ever come across those among us who seem to have a preternatural foresight for things? They see the problem before we do, form a plan before we even spot the dilemma. COVID-19 has stumped even the brainiest from all walks of life. And as a tried and true saying goes, fail to plan, plan to fail. The times call for bold leadership in our politics, our science, of course, but possibly paramount to both in our very homes. Pastries, they're my guilty pleasure. My cafe, whose name I shall refrain from record, does all of their baking here on site. It's lunchtime, and I'm abuzz with all the caffeine in my system. I take a seat at a communal table. I search the chalkboard menu for the perfect sugary confection. I'm so beyond lost in my hunt that I knock elbows with the patron next to me. Oh, whoops. Sorry about that. She smiles, unbothered. Julia's her name, and her beauty dumbs my flabby, simian brain. She for sure senses that. This, for sure, isn't the first time someone stared at her slack-jawed. We trade pleasantries. A sticker on her MacBook catches my eye. A quote from Einstein. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. I've always really liked that one. Charmed, isn't it? You know, he'd say riding his bike forced him into a positive attitude. I think he even credits most of his theories to his little two-wheeled meditation. Really? I didn't know he was that kind of enthusiast. She looks up across the counter to the scrawled menu in our chit-chatting and nearly forgot about my own appetite. Hmm. Hey, do you know the Wi-Fi password? They're always changing it and I can't make out the board from here. More small talk. I tell her a bit about what I'm doing. She tells me she's a proud mother of three, an attorney, currently stay at home, where she's created a startup helping women navigate postpartum. Basically life after giving life, for those off-put or confused by the term. So after the birth of my first child, I was really disappointed to find that there really weren't any resources to help me post childbirth. I mean, leading up to it, there was oodles and oodles of material everywhere. So why this drop off? Why are these moms, vulnerable moms, not supported? Where is that village everybody says it takes to raise a child? It just, what, went extinct a long time ago? Until now, we're the tribe, the new one. I'm intrigued. She has a way about her. The kind that makes you want to join any club she's in. Okay, but I mean, level with me here. Your workload, a full house, sounds overwhelming enough. How? 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. Every day. She's got no stopping her. 5.30 a.m., I'm up with my two-year-old. 7.15 to 8, I'm dropping the other two kiddos off at school. 8.30 to 9.30, I move my body. 10 to noon, I juggle emails, housework, and quality time with my toddler. Noon to two is blocked off for work meetings. And then I pick up the kids at 2.45. The rest of the afternoon and night is strictly mom and wife duties. But to be resoundingly clear, I don't budge on family time. Just her daily highlights in my cheap, caffeine-fused energy plummets. Today is my bi-weekly work away from home date with myself. I work this into the shared responsibility agreement my husband and I have. So he is at home with the toddler right now. Oh, excuse me, I should grab this. Hello? 
I try to focus my attention elsewhere, but... Oh, hi, Birdie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shh, honey. Honey, mommy will be home soon. Daddy wants to play. Are you going to have so much fun with Daddy? Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, gosh. It's okay. Look, if she's truly melting down, put on baby yoga and diffuse some lavender. If you lay down with her, you know she'll lay still in that. So, but just, right. But don't move her to the crib. You know what happens. All right. You just have to work around her until I get home, all right? Thank you. Bye. Oh, sorry about that. She's enmeshed. We're working on the clinging. I sense a doubt to her, but it's short-lived. Then, purged. Her spirit, renewed. I detect this is how she rolls over most obstacles, processing the hesitations, possible outcomes, and then, boom, she's ready to execute. She excuses herself, orders an Italian press sandwich, Caesar salad, green juice, and a frisbee-sized chocolate chip oat cookie. Even her metabolism has to work fast to keep pace with her. While she eats, she responds to Instagram comments and messages. She shows me some of her posts. Her audience seems incredibly engaged. Oh, wow. This. <laughs> this is why I do this. The comments, the messages, and the thank yous for inspiring or teaching or the honesty. I, those sentiments, they, they mean everything to me. It, it fuels me. <laughs> it's just a beautiful evolution. We are a collective of women who are changing the game of motherhood. And we're absolutely inclusive. There's a perkiness in the way she says this. Wanna join? Wanna be in our gang? How do you say no? I pull up my phone, we follow each other on the gram, we scroll each other's pages. I gotta admit, I'm a little surprised these uh, breastfeeding photos haven't been flagged. Oh, they've tried, but I'm a pretty ruthless litigator. Just then, she gets a text from her husband. As she replies, she explains, This is a perfect example of how we're encouraging moms to set new firm boundaries with their partners. Ken, that's her husband, just texts me that he was paged into work. He's a veterinarian often on call, and he's probably expecting me to drop my work and dash back home. So without getting frustrated, I just remind him that we have a sitter and that she can step in because I'm working. She locks her phone, pushes it to the side. She nods her head in affirmation, smiles in a Katy Perry meets Mary Poppins way, but then the phone brightens back up. She eye rolls, but tends to it. Not to be nosy, but is everything okay? Um, school is closed. The governor is closing school starting Monday. How is that even possible? Oh, I mean, I'm hardly the legal mind for- Shit! Shit, shit, shit! <sighs> Sorry. Uh, we, we could say shit. Shit's no big deal. Her eyes race across the screen, processing information. Her face drops and drops. A kind of sad disappointment that tugs at your heartstrings. Um... A super important meeting just canceled too. I've been waiting four months to see that office. Great. And the babysitter won't come because she's worried about coronavirus. Her power is dimmed. Doubt once more. Then, one second. 
two seconds. Purged. She smiles confidently. This germ can't beat me, and it won't beat us. She pops up from her seat and glides over to the counter for to-go boxes. She's packing up her meal, and I'm still pondering if by us, she means all of us, or us as in her, our tribe. Probably both. I've only now noticed that I never brought up the virus. I ask her what she plans to do. How will she tweak the all-important work-life balance during school closures? Yeah, um, look, it's inconvenient, but this is a perfect opportunity to show the mothers on my platform what I preach. I'm gonna redistribute parenting and household responsibilities with my husband, tighten the schedule, and get extra scrappy. I got this shit. And with that, and with the remarkable dexterity of moms everywhere, she scoops up her makeshift workstation, her on-the-go food, car keys, phone and all, and still manages a goodbye elbow bump. Oh, next time you see me here, if I don't see you first, please come say hi. My work didn't pan out, but I'm really glad we met. Well, you've got a new Insta fan, so try. Tried, yes. <laughs> Keep me posted on your pod, okay? Good deal. She turns on her heels, nearly about to dash for the door when... Oh, here, a little pick-me-up. She breaks me off half of her cookie. Oh, I get the feeling you could use a snack. Oh, fun fact, they ate lactation! Moms really do know it all. I watch her off, out the door, down the sidewalk. Light springs from her being, as it does every mother. What is that? And it's down this alley of thought that I think, if we make it out of this, it will be because of our partnerships. Mothers. They're the first ones you look for when you scraped your knee on the playground as a kid. They're the ones when your eyes lock on your wedding day that bring you to tears. Their strength. Their love in equal parts. Trapeze artists with unmatched balance. In postscript, that cookie was really great. Shit, I was hungry. Thanks for listening to The Day Before. This podcast would not have been possible without the collective talents of an inspired team. This episode was written by Atala Arce. Editing and sound designed by John Ciano. Voice talent includes Cena Coda as Julia, Gordon Clark as narrator-journalist, with original music by the great Joe Levi. Oh, they've tried, but I'm a pretty ruthless lit litigator. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Try again. Oh, fun fact. They add lactation. One more time. They add lactation. <laughs> <laughs> they add lactation. <laughs> <laughs>